A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this week's episode of Teb Talks. In this week's episode, I get together with friends and people who inspire me to talk about real life. After getting out of a long-term relationship, I reveal my finding and discovery of a great book by Marie Kondo, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying. We talk about how powerful it can be to physically let go of the stuff and clutter in your life in order to make way for joy and happiness. Happy listening. So I'm really excited to have with me two of my really good and old friends. Not that they're old, but I've known them <laughs> for a really long time. Um, I'm joined by the lovely Mary. Hello. And the ever chic Jane. Hi. Otherwise known as SJ. So you might hear me refer to her as that throughout the podcast. So this week we're going to be talking about letting go. And this is not... A uh, homage to Frozen, everybody, although I do bloody love that film. Um, but this is all about a book that I read about six months ago, uh, which was The Magical Art of Tidying Up, which I know Jane has also read. I love it. So we're going to educate you, Mary. Yes, please. About how to get condoed. Great, that sounds <laughs> odd. <laughs> So Marie Kondo, she wrote this book, which is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And she comes from like Japanese sort of psychology, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And the Japanese idea, like, I mean, this could be very wrong. And I apologize if I offend anybody and it sounds like racist. But it's like a whole feng shui kind of concept. Um, and she wrote this book, which is literally about tidying up. And I read it in a time where I was going through a bit of a dark patch. I split up with my... Um, ex and I just had a lot of stuff around me mm. and I purposefully kept a lot of his stuff around me because I didn't want to let go so I was talking to a friend like oh my god you've got to read this book so I read it and I don't mean to sound a little bit dramatic guys but my life changed yeah, yeah. and I've been condoed <laughs> I'm a convert am I going to get a condo out of this is this going to make me rich <laughs> <laughs> It's going to make you life rich, Mary. Yeah. That's what it's going to do. Money can't buy them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the book is, do you want to explain a little bit what it's about? Because you've read the book too, haven't you, Jane? Yeah, I, I really love the book. And I feel like the book for me was kind of a catalyst to make a lot more change in my life. Um, and it's, it's about kind of putting your past to rest through your stuff. So it's taking everything you own and being like, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't spark joy, you let it go. And maybe you've got things that your ex gave you and it was very much of that time. And if it's not adding any value to your life now, 
you, you sank it and you let it go and you release the past that way and it helped you move on. That is exactly what it is and it sounds so corny and I hate to be that person but I do bloody love a self-help yeah. book. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Because I just, you know what I love? I love the way that you, you can have a real personal, like, challenge or a feeling you're trying to conquer and you read something that's so simple and that just yeah. resonates with you so powerfully yeah. that it has the power to change your life. And other than your friends and money, I don't really know what else can do that. Mm. And this book was, um, when I read it, I was like, this is ridiculous. So you basically get piles of all your stuff, mm. like your books, your clothes, CDs, everything, whatever it is, and you have to pick everything up one by one. And if it brings you joy, you keep it, mm. otherwise you don't. And um, I mean, having worked in the fashion industry for quite some time, I've got a lot of shit. <laughs> And I've done, like, blogging in the past, so people will send me stuff. Yeah. And that, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's an absolutely wonderful privilege to be in that position and to be able to have the career that I have. But I've ended up accumulating a lot of stuff. Yeah. And stuff that maybe I haven't necessarily chosen, but because it's been given to me, and I, you know, your family would be the same. Like, you don't throw stuff away, you, like, keep it. And especially if you're from a big family, exactly, uh, you'll find your mother wants to pass around the, <laughs> yeah. from oh to Anna to Lucy to Tara. Oh no, maybe Anna will have it. Oh no, maybe Mary will have it. And it's just yeah, it circulates exactly. And um, so I've just ha- grown up like that. Like I don't really understand why my mum's like that because she's an only child. But you just never throw anything away, as you can tell from the room room right now. <laughs> We're in our dining room, and it is a a treasure trove to be heard. Um. So I just got to this stage where I was like, I really need to make a big change. And it wasn't like a massive life change that I needed, but I needed to physically mm-hmm. let go of the stuff that was reminding me constantly of him. So I did a whole eBay stint, had to look at what was worth and put it online. But after reading the book, it really helped me compartmentalise. And what it did is it made me realise that not just that stuff that I wanted to physically let go that was linked to that relationship that I wanted to, to say goodbye to, but everything... And it got to the point where I was literally like, right, one in, one out. Yeah. And I can't tell you what that's done for my mm. my life now and the company that I work for now where I get a lot of cheap or free clothes. And I am very disciplined. Good. It makes you be like that. You don't want to be another way. You no. Want, yeah. It doesn't feel right when you're not. You feel like you've just got so much stuff around you and you feel like it's weighing you down and you need to just get rid of it. I think it was actually our mutual friend that made told me about the book because she told me about you. Oh, we were at dinner, and she showed me a photo of your wardrobe. What with my five items? Yeah. <laughs> and my knicker drawer. Did she tell you my knicker drawer? Unbelievable! It's beautiful. I love it. There's literally nothing in her wardrobe. There's mm. about six things hanging yeah, out. Yeah, there is. And I was like, "What is this demon that would take away all your clothes?" <laughs> literally, like, what the hell? Mm. But I read the book and I did it. And to be fair, I, the, when you read the book and you read up about it, it tells you not to go in it at like a half-hearted approach. Oh, yeah. But I did. Because okay. I was like, I've got like a decade's worth of designer shoes right. and handbags up there. There's yeah. no way I'm getting rid of them. And I now own one pair of designer shoes. Okay. Still a number of bags. But at least it's in the Thames and not the 
you know, the hundreds. And if they spark joy, then you can keep them. They do. As long as they spark joy. <laughs> <laughs> so the rule is, if it sparks joy... If it sparks joy, yeah. you, it can stay. But it has to I really mean, spark I, joy. I have a drawer full of T-shirts and, you know, loungy housewear, which I never use, and it doesn't spark me joy, but I think, what, I can't throw out 50 t-shirts can I you can yes you can you can can. so the whole point of it is that you focus on what you want to keep yeah you don't focus on what you're going to throw out you focus your life on what you want to keep and actually it was maybe three years ago maybe even longer four years ago I went to Thailand with my friend because she was on sabbatical um so I went out to meet her and she gave me this book she was obviously completely enlightened on this trip and it was the power of now have you read it Oh no! Oh my God, Jay! Oh no! Who is it by? E. Carter. Ah, oh, I've yeah, heard of it. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. I've it's, heard of it. I mean, I've got the audio book, and it's a fantastic book. But okay. that man's voice, Lord above, I ain't got the gift of the gab. That one. <laughs> so I read this book, and basically, it's all about being present. And it was. This is such a really corny, holistic podcast, by the way. Enjoy. <laughs> um, it was all about like getting to know yourself and separating yourself from your ego and not ego in the literal dictionary definition of of the word but more ego in the sense that he has this theory that you have the present and you have the past and the future and anything that basically happens in the past or the future is a derivative of the ego like of this part of the mind you call it the mind or the spirit or whatever the self and I read it and thought, what a load of tripe. When I did the when I did the Marie Kondo book, mm. I was like, hang on, there's something in this. And now I live a life where I try to have less. When I say have less, I try to have less physical stuff. Yeah. And I've realised that was the beginning of a really large can of worms opening mm. where I want to let go of the stuff to make room for the people mm-hmm. and the fun and the experiences and I mean I literally live to go on holiday now or to just seek out places where I can drink fine wine yeah (laughs) sounds like sense to me but I think that's a massive thing of it that when you don't have all this stuff and all these kind of distractions how you really feel about the big things about your life about relationships about where you live about your work that all comes to the service you can't you can't get there Yeah. yeah and you have to focus on it and I I mean I was telling Mary earlier Probably from 15 to 24, 25, I was a terrible shopaholic. Okay. So it was like a problem. Yeah. Like I remember my sisters used to take my credit cards. Also, it was mm-hmm. a real problem, wow. hence why all the, the bags. Yeah. That I, and I feel like that was because I was filling a void. I was trying yeah. to fill something. And, and I, I hate shopping. Unless I'm physically going to get something that I've been coveting yeah. or I know I really want for a long time, I've not got time for it. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't enjoy my craft and I don't enjoy fashion, I don't enjoy my career. I just, that concept of going out to buy something. And for me, the joy in that was, I loved the joy in the minute of buying it. Mm-hmm. And then I'd look at how much money I'd yeah. spent that I don't have. And actually, the biggest thing that I've learned from reading the Marie Kondo book, which you definitely have to read, Mary, is I've learned to live within my means. Yeah. There's another book which is written by, um, what's her name? Sarah, I can't remember her surname. So what's it called? It's called The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. What was that book called, Ted? The Life-Changing Magic of Not Giving a Fuck. It was Sarah Knight. So, yeah, so basically, after reading Marie Kondo... Sorry, we digress. After reading Marie Kondo, I was like, right, I need to think about all the aspects of my life that I need to mm-hmm. clear shit up in. Um, and the Marie Kondo book kind of made me highlight the physical part, like literally all the clutter, yeah. all the clothes... I get a lot of, like, free gifts and stuff sent to me at work. And I had loads of, like, 
stress balls or you know like phone chargers yeah or earphones i'm so vain that i'm never going to be wearing anything but apple earphones or beats by dre so why send me this shit so i did like a whole clean up on that um and it made me realise that there's a bigger problem because I didn't know how to get rid of all the stuff that was not worth keeping mm-hmm. or that was ripped or broken. And I feel like only really a few businesses at the moment, fashion businesses at the moment, are addressing this issue. What do you do with the clothes that you can't recycle? Currently, we send about £2.8 billion pounds worth of clothes overseas in the, from the UK. Okay. So we grew up with this culture that you have spare goods you have like house commodities or clothes you take to the charity shop and i think the first charity shop was founded in around 1947 after the war it was oxfam and it's a very very british thing by the way you just don't really get this notion anywhere else and and then obviously then there was a salvation army which Mm. is obviously huge in the us so culturally we've been institutionalized to believe that you take your clothes to the charity shop and they physically sell them but in that time, give or take 60 years, 70 years, you tell me, I can't really do good quick maths, fast fashion came along and mass consumerism. The recycling industry hasn't been growing at the same rate. So with all the will in the world, there is not physically enough charity shops in the UK for us to sell £4,000 worth of clothes per household, which is what the average household owns, in a charity shop. Mm. So like every few years we go back to South Africa and we go and visit the townships. And in certain parts of Africa, less so in South Africa, it's more like Zimbabwe um, and I know other parts of Africa where they have basically street markets which are filled with UK clothes or white man clothes or English clothes. And it's like a huge thriving economy. But it's something that I guess the UK consumer isn't really aware of. I had never heard of that. But I just think we need to talk about yeah, it a lot more. I didn't, didn't even know that existed. So either. the controversy around that is charities sell it on to these countries at a profit. Right. If you think in an average household, about 30% of the clothing that each household owns, they're never going to wear. Why wouldn't you give that away to be resold? Yeah. And I know that loads of my friends who are lazy mofos do not have time for eBay. I do, personally. Do you know what I mean? Like I just knew when I did Marie Kondo, I would never get round to eBaying them. And they would just sit in my house for months. And I just thought, I just need to get them out. Because for me, it was like, this energy's gone. And I need to just keep kind of clearing get rid it through. Of it. Yeah. So when you were doing this, you gave away not only clothes, but you gave away kitchenware was everything. and cups. I so went through the whole of my house, yeah. Why did you do that? I think, for me, like, Teb, I was kind of going through quite a hard time. I'd stopped drinking the year before. And I thought, because I had a bit of an alcohol problem, when I stopped drinking, everything's going to be fine. And it, a year later, it wasn't It wasn't. Fine. I still wasn't happy. Um, so I was reading a lot of self-help books, looking for ways to try and get myself out of this funk. And I, I hate stuff. I really hate stuff. My mum and dad have so much stuff. And they have this like, ongoing joke that they spend their weekends just moving shit around. Because that's what <laughs> they do. They don't ever get rid of it. They just move it around. And so I, got, I heard about this Mary Kondo book. And something in it just really kind of resonated with me. And it's so easy to read. It's just so simple. Um, and I just thought, I'm going to do it. And I really kind of immersed myself in it. I had a week off work and I just did it. And it was, I did the whole of the house. And the things like, you know, you mentioned the mugs. Like, I think, for me, one of the really good things about it, apart from like the letting go of stuff, 
and you know clearing that space to think about what you really want in your life and to make changes is that I think like we all have an image of how we want to be and this image that we project onto people and a lot of that is through your stuff yeah. so I like used to collect Le Creuset stuff I was just going to say, yeah. it wasn't any old mug. It wasn't your work mug that, you know, it's got the tea stains from the last six and a half years of your boring local government job. It was Le Creuset. It was my Le Creuset stuff you, the stuff yeah, you I had a collection. <laughs> Who the fuck did I think I was? Like Nigella. No, I'm not. And that's the thing. It, it was, was the stuff you get out when you host people. And Jane was the best host when you had the flat. There was a whole thing about your dinner parties yeah. inviting people around with the La Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> when that went, I knew I was out the door. <laughs> the special thing about that was that you all came round. Yeah. And to me, it was like, I was trying to be this woman that I'm not. I was trying to be this perfect, like woman, Nigella, with a Le Creuset collection, like shocked on John Lewis. Like, and that's not me. Le Creuset stuff, when I picked it up, it didn't spark joy. It didn't make me happy. No I would way. get more happiness from, like, an old mug that my mum gave me that was chipped. Like, I had a bookcase um, full of books. And when I used to walk past it, it just used to make me feel shit because I'd be like, I haven't read any of these books. Oh, and these okay. are the books that I want to read. They were, like, you know, like classics or books like you know everyone's reading like girl on the train things like that yeah and i just want to read marion keys and Bridget jones diary and heat <laughs> magazine and that's okay because that's yeah. who i am and i think it was very much coming to terms with that that's the person i am and that's fine and i'm happy with the woman i am and who am i trying to project this on you know who am i trying to be this woman for and it was just letting go of that these kind of ideas of who you should be and i think that that whole notion of coming to terms with who you actually are versus yeah. who you thought you should be is yeah hugely powerful Mm -hmm. and the corny part of the Marie Kondo experience for me was that that's what it did and I was head to toe in designer clothes I mean I was a good sort of four dress sizes lighter than I am now and I just had this concept in my mind that I needed to look this way for my boyfriend I needed to look this A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Way for my friends. Like, and actually... 
the only person I was falling is myself because you can see what my life is like. I'm literally the queen of organised chaos. <laughs> How it's... long does it take to read that book? Oh, not oh, long. A day. Yeah. Sorry, really? Marie. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, love. It wasn't that much of a hard read. Just, oh, another thing to do. No, it's honestly, and that's the thing. And to be fair, the self help books we've talked about, that and the life changing magic, I've actually got the second one, which is called Get Your Shit Together. I have the utmost respect for Sarah Knight and Marie mm. Kondo, but writers, they are not. It's like reading, what do you call it? Oh, what's the woman with her whips and her chains? Oh, Fifty Shades. Yeah. <laughs> what's the woman with her whips and her chains and her dungeons and her nipple tassels? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's a some... nice, simple read. Yeah. <laughs> Think of it, if I wrote a book, that's what it would sound like. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so easy to read. Yeah. I think I read it in over two and a half days, as in, like, going to work in between. Like, I didn't just sit and read it all day. I was at work all day mm. and then just read it on the way and on the way back and maybe a little bit of lunch. Um... And it's only very recently, I feel like, you know how you find things that get you through a tough time yeah. and help you let go of something? That book helped me let go of a really painful relationship. But at the same time, in letting go of that relationship, I've let go of all the lovely, beautiful things too. Okay. And so I've been trying to find a way to let go without letting go. Mm-hmm. Nothing that you do in life is ever 100% bad. I just don't believe that. I think letting go without being bitter and hardened. Yes. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And so recently I've started talking to my ex about something in a different context. And it made me start thinking about all the stuff. Like the first load I did, I literally just took it to charity shop. Didn't even know about what happens with landfill, what happens with charity shops and all that. And I got really smart. And actually there's a really good website if you're based in London. Um, And I'm sure they have them globally. I know in the US they've got loads so the one that's local to me is called LondonReuse.org and they come to your house and pick up your stuff oh, and perfect. they give it to families and they have literally helped. I mean, I've got the stats here on my phone and I would, they've helped, they've done 600 tonnes of landfill that's been diverted from landfill. This is since 2011. 4,300 families and people have been helped okay. and they've made 7,800 collections. Mm. And... It made me realise that this there's this world out there that we're just too selfish and too self-involved to really care mm. about. And I really got to thinking, um, SATC there, about my job is so superficial, I think. Um, my day job, that is, not this. Bloody love the podcast and all you listeners. Um, <laughs> my day job is so superficial and I want, I want to do what I do because I love it, but do it with a purpose, do it with meaning. And I was like, how do we work in fast fashion and make it worthwhile? How Mm. do we work in fast fashion and not destroy the environment? And there are so many great brands out there, like Reformation and people... Oh, my God, to die. Mm. If only they would ship to the UK for free. Yeah, that costs (laughs) an extra... That would be dangerous. Exactly. But that's the whole point. And then it was that whole thing of, like, that's the Catch-22. Like, I've always been a New World wine drinker. But that has got a cost to the environment. Mm. And it's all these things where I've started to challenge my, what, as you say, the things that I think divine me and yeah. make me. And they're my identity. And I've realised they're not. Yeah. That's just something that I'm good at. Or that's just something that my, you know, I say all the time. And it's about really finding what is at the core of your values. Mm. And mm. for me, I listened to this um, podcast. So after moving through sort of the physical tidy up, um, after moving through sort of parts of the emotional tidy up, mm-hmm. thinking back to what I learned from Ecard Tole, I then was like, right, I really need to think about my personal tidy up. Like, 
and that's okay I've read all the stuff and where the stuff would like a really pinprick level how do I do something with it yeah and it was small things like I said that website that I just mentioned London reused org um, and I know they've got a whole host of them in a huge amount of states in the US um, how do you translate that how do you share that information with people just so that they know and I think that's the thing we we've lived in such a capitalist society for so long mm. that people don't even care to find out and the simple okay this is the simplest tip that I can give anybody I'm a very very big recycler and up until literally a year and a half ago I didn't realize that 90% of what I was recycling in my bins was going straight to landfill I didn't know that at all and I'm really into recycling it makes me so angry so do you want to tell a tip so if you put all your recycling in a carrier bag and tie it in a knot, yeah. landfill. Really? In a knot and tie it. If you have sort of juice containers and bottles with or a pizza box with food in it, or if you leave like the tomatoes in it, they're not gonna. Yeah. They'll just I put it to landfill. It. Yeah. Yeah. So and I think and we I mean I always get the slap on the bin of you should you know don't put clothes in here or. Okay. And I think there's some real merit in recognizing that and i think there's so many of us sort of wanky millennials that think we're doing good for mm. society when you can actually do something really simple and like every you've seen how long my road is if every single house on the street just followed the recycling rules properly can you imagine how much less would go to landfill and that would actually get recycled mm. and there's so many simple things but you almost have to take a step back to do that I mean, how selfish and self-absorbed do you have to be to not be able to rinse out the meat container mm. before you put it in or to, to think it's easier for me if I tie it in a neat bag because that's mm. just what I like to do. Is but it's there not... a section in the book about recycling? Does it No, you? and that's where I sort of, that's why I say it changed my life because it was like a whole journey that I went to go off and explore and yeah. figure out how do I get rid of my biker boots and my, you know, my jeans that have got like the crotch missing because my mm. thighs have been chafing for all summer long and it's a road. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't give them away. <laughs> So it became a real thing of how do yeah. I... She's not really doesn't go into that. No. She's more just like, get rid of it. She's very cutthroat. Yeah, and she's not like, don't give it to other people because she's very much like, don't just kind of pass that burden on to someone else. I always feel like... I think if you passed it on to someone else, you'd remember it's with them. It's like, I have three sisters and when you but give away you let something... Go. Have you let go of it? No, that's what it. I mean. Oh, I see. So, okay. you, you know, you're tempted to say, oh, do you want this? I don't want it to go to waste. Yeah. You have it. it. It's going to a good home. Mm. But then you remember it and you see it on them and you want it back. And that's what happens. <laughs> so, yeah, don't pass it on, listeners. Don't pass it on. Recycle. Yeah. What personal things did you throw away that your ex gave you? So, he is an incredibly generous man. Absolutely. He absolutely adored me, and I'm sure he still does as I do him. So he never bought me any tap. Um, and I didn't throw anything that he ever gave me away because I couldn't and that was the thing I when I started on this journey me getting rid of everything that he'd ever given me was so hard because it was me letting go mm. and I sort of had so much respect for this you hear of people like when you're in a breakup and they like burn their boyfriend stuff and I'm like are you I mean I remember the, the one of the last physical possessions I got rid of was a um, Marlboro bag that he'd bought me and it wasn't the bag that was special. It was how funny it was in the instance. Like, he was coming to meet me after work, and we met just on the corner of South Moulton Street. 
and he was late. And in typical, his typical fashion, he was late because he hadn't bought my present. So we literally oh. ran down Bond Street. He knew that was like the closest point, place that we could meet. And he gave it to me and it was just so, and he did so well and it was so lovely. I didn't expect anything. Like I, I never expect anything from anybody. Um, and I held on to that bag way longer than I should have. Okay. You know, it was, mm. I shouldn't have probably even accepted it in that, in that moment. It's one of the last things he bought me. I don't even think we were together at the time. I think, yeah, we weren't together at the time. Um, and I sold it on, I use this website actually, if you've got really good quality designer stuff, Vestair Collective. Um, so they're really good for secondhand designer goods. So I have a, a like an account with them. So you send them bits and they do all the photos and stuff. So it's kind of like a posh eBay. Um, and I remember letting go of it and I was like, oh my God, he's left me. It's so stupid because it was just one bag and one part. I've actually got one thing of that he's given me that I will never let go of. And that's a teddy bear he bought me for our second year anniversary. Okay. Um, fudge. <laughs> um, but yeah, that moment of letting go of that bag was such a big moment. I remember my sister was like, don't sell it. I'll buy it off you. And I'm like, I didn't want to have it in the vicinity. I didn't want to give it to it. a friend. Yeah. I didn't want to have somebody that I knew have it. I had to completely let it go. It was completely psychological. Mm. And I think the big learning from that is that we hold so much yeah. value as human beings in the Western culture in physical possessions. Mm -hmm. And that's linked to so much emotional ties, so much emotional pain or emotional joy. And you have to be honest with that yeah. joy or pain and confront it. And in doing so, I did. And what's really weird is after I got rid of that, I was able to sort of accept him like I had all this animosity towards him all this anger and all of a sudden I was able to see the love that we had for so long and it was literally like the end of a chapter and I mean it would probably destroy him to know that I don't have any other stuff there. he's probably not gonna listen to this though so uh, no danger there um yeah so a decade's worth of goods enjoy shoppers enjoy um yeah some were painful like there was a couple of and I think it was painful because there's a couple of like fun memories we'd have. Like mm. I remember this pair of shoes. What were they? Giuseppe Zanotti's he bought me. Wow, you've got you some good gifts. Yeah, I trained him well, babe. <laughs> trained him well. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I only could wear them when I was with him because they were so fucking painful. I swear to God, <laughs> man hates feet. But I used to, so we'd wear them, worn them to so many special occasions. And it, we had so many like fun jokes about it because he'd literally have to carry me. Yeah. And I was like, well, you did this, so lift me up. <laughs> um, and just small things like letting go of bits like that, that then I realised that the joy wasn't in the shoes. It The joy, as Marie yeah. says, the, the memories stay in yeah, here. Yeah, you're not ever going to lose that memory. Yeah, and I think having my dad literally lose his memory made me realise mm -hmm. that. He doesn't need all this crap in this room to have the core values mm -hmm. and the core essence of his being yeah. and what parts of his memory he re can recoil. You don't need a bag or a pair of shoes. It's it's here. Yeah. It's like in your heart. And yeah. that is the corniest podcast you're probably ever going to get from me. <laughs> but I just think it's so important. Um, and it was something that I had to really go through to feel good about myself. Definitely. Um, and I know you did too, Jane. And yeah. I bloody hope you do too now, Mary. I do, um, well, I feel like I've been through a few transformations in my 20s where you you naturally get rid of things and you 
you know, you change your style a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're shedding an image. You often shed your image, don't you, in your 20s? Yeah. You've got physical things. There's things I've kept over the last 10, 15 years that I, yeah, that would remind me of my teenage years. Just little things. Yeah. Um, for example, the bracelet I have on today, mm-hmm. which I've been wearing, I've started wearing again over the last couple of months, but it was a gift from my first boyfriend for my 18th birthday. I love that bracelet. It's a nice bracelet, isn't yeah. it? It's a Tiffany Hart bracelet. And I kept it away in the box that it came in for a good eight or nine years. I might take it out once or twice, but I'd never wear it. I think because it reminded me of him. Not that it took me eight or nine years to get over him. I just <laughs> want to make that clear. But once once you are, once you completely don't attach, a, you know, a sad or longing or yearning memory to something, yeah. then you can look at it with a new with new eyes. So it does. I think I get this concept that you need to purge to purge. But there could be things that, as you said, you're, you've now accepted your relationship has come to an end in a romantic sense, but you're happy that you had that relationship with your ex. And there might be the odd thing that you can say, oh, this is a symbol of that, actually. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Definitely. But it takes a while. It does take yeah. a while, I'm sure. Um, I would like to purge some things, but I think just for the way we live today, we have so much clutter... So I'd like to do it for that reason, to yeah. feel lighter, to feel mm. lighter when you walk into a room. You so the feng, going back to the feng shui yeah. I mean, aspects. it's literally like taking the biggest dump of your life. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bet. Clothes, definitely clothes. But also, clothes excite me. So the more room you you know, have in your wardrobe, the more you can buy. So. so I have this theory with clothes now, or this actual methodology, where I have to do one in, one out. Because I'd go to sample sale. I, I remember the first time I did it, and I'd just started my new job. And I went to sample sale and I just undid all of my hard work because it was like ridiculously cheap. So now I have this. Um, well, we're here, aren't process. we, Jane? So, uh... Yeah, you guys. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to go to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and that's one thing I do try and do now. Like, part of it has made me realise my self worth. And actually, look, I used to have this theory like, why do people want my car stuffs? And I'm like, well, that's been more months. So someone wants that. So now I'm like, come and take like I really don't mind mm. but it's that it's still that perception that you have to have of yourself that you have something to give and I think ultimately the real crux god this is like therapy the real crux of me even wanting to read the book in the first place me even like having the pain of going through everything that I went through when I split with my ex putting on the weight all of that I felt like I had nothing to give and until you get to that moment where you are free and light enough to realise what it is that yeah. you want to fill your space up with. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. And now I'm, you know, I'm good. Good. I'm a good place, it's fun. I love giving my stuff away. How long did it take to feel that after reading the book and doing the actions of... So it wasn't energy. just the book. I'd say it was from a good three, nearly four years ago when I first read The, the Power of Now. Oh, it wow. it took me being present first to even get there. And then it took me getting obsessed with Tony Robbins. Oh, yeah, love Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's only in the past 12 months where I've done the whole decluttering, like actual, okay, I'm here now, I'm present, I'm happy, this is what I want. And then actually identifying what brings me joy. Yeah. So for me, it took a good four years, but, and I'm still not done. I mean, I'm absolutely not done. I think it's always work to be done yeah, yeah you're always evolving you're always growing yeah. you're always learning and things. if you're not growing then you're dead exactly exactly so on that note listeners 
enjoy what we've said. I will put all of the books and useful websites and links that we talked about tonight on Twitter for you guys to get hold of. Um, but I'd love to hear what you do to try and sort of eliminate waste, what you try and do to be ethical about recycling. I'd love to hear what you guys do to try and get rid of painful memories in your life and what sort of purge processes that you've gone through. And I really just want to say thanks to my two beautiful blonde guests today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Mm. It's been really fun. And I can't believe it's over. I thought we were going to go on for another hour. <laughs> I've got more to say. Yeah, I've got more to say. I've got more to say. <laughs> well, we'll just have to record again. Won't we? <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 